last week on Discount Heroes. Leaning against the gravestone is a single rusty axe. The inscription above reads, Cadaver Masher. No! As that bit of extra rage awakens within, you're level three. Cue the level up music. It's a small box, but it's it's made of different cogs and gears. You hear a satisfying click. Well done, lad. Do you accept <laughs> these terms? Absolutely. Copes has sat down. I actually put him on a little crude raft <laughs> I built and lit the fire and sent him down the street. Holds it out and rips one of them off. He offers it to you. Are you playing some music? No, I definitely am. These little orbs, they float happily on your notes. You sense something from them, like a desire to to go. Fly into the, the hood, and the two drawstrings pull tight. And then I hand my axe out over towards Knox. Check this thing out for me, magic man. Takes a power stance and starts headbanging. It's subtle! Tell them all about the conversation with Wagon Wheel last night. <laughs> I wonder if this has happened any, anywhere else in the world, this storm. Well... Why don't we find out? Some say heroes. You tell me. Tonight on Discount Heroes. Hello and welcome to Discount Heroes. We're a chaotic character and story-driven real play podcast. We're a group of five friends. Well, actually, I got to tell you guys something. It's actually just me up here. I'm a really good voice actor. Yeah, I can make myself sound like this. Or this. Or like this. I can interrupt my own self, as I do many times. But I know you guys aren't into that, so let's keep up the charade. We're a group of five friends. <laughs> why, why don't you other players introduce yourselves and who you're playing? Hey, I'm Brent. Oh, I mean, hey, I'm Tyler, and I play the druid Copes. I'm do No, I couldn't think of anything. <laughs> I just froze. Um, hey, try the same thing we all say every fucking time. Try that. I always do something different. Oh, uh, I got it. Sorry. Hey, my name's Dimarok, and if you're real enthusiastic, you'll get some backstage passes. And I'm a, a tiefling bard. Played by who? Aaron. Oh. <laughs> hey, everybody. This is Jared, playing the part of Thrasher, the human barbarian. And he would also like to remind his DM that you can't hear air quotes. And this is Matt, and I play Knox Longfoot, the gnome wizard, who is on a boat in the sky, ready to fly, and hope I don't die this week. Let's go, boys. Oh, a rhymer. That was good. That was good. I think you could hear air quotes. I heard them. I could feel them. You can totally hear them. Oh, they were there. I heard them. (laughs) Did you guys hear that? We'll put them in the description. Don't worry. So I thought we'd start with something a little bit different this week. For the listeners, we haven't played in a few weeks, but just to get things settled in a little bit. I know y'all came to roleplay as some other people this week, but I want to ask you to roleplay as yourself for a moment. I hate it. I know, I know. I hate you too. I'm sad again. Uh, I have to do this every day. <laughs> There's a reason I 
enjoy this fantasy world. I had a really, I had a really strong prediction that this would be tragic in a way for everybody. <sighs> well, I'm glad you decided to proceed anyway. All right, y'all, I gotta go to work. Waste my life. They're gonna hate this. <laughs> you know, they don't know much about us. Just take a moment to say something about yourselves. You can lie. You know, I'm not gonna tell. Sure. Uh, my name's Aaron, and every morning I hit this news button as many times as I can to delay the imminent fate of wasting my life away at something I don't enjoy or appreciate. We'll put some funny music behind that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is Tyler. I achieved the most mediocre level of skill on a few instruments. Never went any further. Dropped out of music school. And didn't go to college because I'm a complete failure. And now I'm on a D&D podcast. Oh, my God, guys. This is a bad idea. Like, <laughs> Yeah, we might want to do something Maybe different. we should do two lies and a truth. Or two hey, instead, next lie. time, let's just list our mental illnesses. How about that? That sounds fun, right? I didn't feel like this is what I was asking for. <laughs> you were all sad. No, this, is, this isn't what you wanted. This is exactly what you asked for. <laughs> my name is jared and uh i got a wife named tiffany uh three kids uh, that are just the apples of my eye um and uh you're six foot uh, seven <laughs> i'm six foot seven and i uh own a contracting business with my dad all right matt uh remember you can't copy anyone else's answers yeah no i feel like this is the scene in eight mile and it's like the rap battle, and I just choked because I got nothing to say. Yeah, that's it. All right, well, all right, we'll just leave Matt a mystery for now. <laughs> mystery Matt. I just want everybody to know that I don't look down on these people because I'm better than them. I look down on these people because I'm taller than them and better than them. So it's an important distinction. So humble he is. Hey, we're level three now, right? We are level three. I never changed the number on my sheet. Alright, so, it seems like a good time to begin the game. So last week, our intrepid adventurers achieved another milestone in their path to greatness. Thrasher discovered the grave of a beloved frontman, channeling his newfound sadness into greater heights of rage. Knox was presented with and accepted a questionable end-user license agreement for greater spellcasting prowess. Copes encountered an old friend in a vision of the place he calls home ascending closer to the stars in doing so. And Demarok bargained with ancient spirits in return for their aid and magic. Braddock worked on the airship while our adventurers put their hands together, forming the Discount Heroes for the first time officially. Is that good? That covers... Yeah, no, I love that. Check with Aaron. I mean, I I guess so. (laughs) Yeah, we left off with y'all making some decisions over your course of action during this next day and resolving to stick together for at least a little while longer. I did want to give out some inspiration, actually, for some things that had happened recently. Oh, yes, I hope I get one. <laughs> All right, so Copes, your speech while sending off the creatures to the beyond, those were fantastic. I think you deserve some credit for that. So take an inspiration there. Thank you, God. Demarok, you've had a lot of uh, really, <laughs> really great reactions to the things that you're your friends have done. You've had some good plans. I really liked your your decision with the ledge. And then you really just jumped on into the grease pit in that fight earlier than that. So two inspiration, huh? You can only have one. I, that's the. I'm sorry. I can't change that. 
So, Nox, and I think I should have given you a better benefit in the fight, but your thought to use your Tinker's tools to take apart Jimothy in the middle of the fight, I thought that was really awesome, and I think I should have given you something more for that than, than I did in the fight, but I want you to take some inspiration as apology. All right, thank you. And a god sword, maybe? Some sort of god sword? Uh, yeah, you'll have to find that, though. Oh, okay, that's fair. A couple more episodes. All right, and, and Thrasher, I think we all know the that emu fight was one of the best things that's happened so far <laughs> for being the king of the emus. You definitely deserve an inspiration there. Thanks, man. And for having that moment of friendship right there <gasps> at the end, where you put your hands together and... Uh, <laughs> here it comes! <laughs> Alright, you get... Everyone gets a friendship point. <laughs> yes! 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 Yeah, put that on my sheet real quick. Yes. That's my fourth one, guys. I put those down in pens so I can't get rid of them. There's no way you have four. Uh, I do have four. That's only my second. That's all of our seconds. And I'm way friendlier than you. No, y'all were upset because I kept getting extra friendship. Did you get extra friendship points or did you just say that you got extra friendship points? Oh, yeah. No, he did. He got an extra friendship point for casting the spell friends on us. That was unethical friendship. So let's see. So we left off with... Braddock, she was in the middle of fixing the ship. I thought I'd go ahead and give you a little description just to put you back in the moment so you can see this a little bit better in your heads. The ship itself is narrow and sleek while still being quite large. It's a galleon-style ship. Decorated carved wooden shields adorn the hull in vertical stripe along its length. These long pairs of wooden poles which thin to a point at the end with silky gossamer fabric hanging between them, stretch out on each side like wings, though on one side, the lower of the poles is shattered and the fabric torn. There's a light metallic pattern that stretches almost like the veins of a leaf along the, the sides of the ship, reaching towards the, uh, the back of the hull. And if you recall, I said that the, the ship itself is kind of face down with its tail up in the air, or it's, what, what was it, the... the the stern is it's pretty much tail up. Bow down, stern up, that's the way we like to fly. I, I almost, <laughs> oh god. <laughs> so, here you guys are. You just had breakfast. You had this moment of friendship. Let's go ahead and resume. All right, guys, that was a great high five. Like, I've never been more inspired, but we still don't quite have a plan. Are we about to fly down? Are we flying this thing down to the city? I think that's the way to go if, if we can make it happen. All right, well, what do we need to do to make that happen? Braddock! Braddock! She pops up. Because of the way the ship is, you have to climb up to... I don't know where you guys are standing exactly. Probably somewhere that would normally be a wall. I think we're near the main mast, because Tyler climbed that to the cope's nest. The cope's nest, yeah, that's right. All right, some issues here. So there, I think I found what the engine is, but... I am not sure how to start it. And then there's this wing here. She gestures towards the broken wing on one side. I imagine that'll need to be repaired before we're able to take off. And one more thing, and maybe this is the the hardest problem to solve. Oh. And she gestures to the wing. With the way this is, if you go down here and she walks up to one of them and puts a lot of pressure on it, but it doesn't move in the least. These wings seem stationary, so I can't imagine that this thing was flown from the ground. 
I think it must have been hanging and then flown from there. I'm not sure if it's a good idea to take this thing off from the ground. It's like, you know, a ship in the ocean, you kind of either build it in the water or you dump it into the water. So we need to dump it into the air. Giant slingshot. Giant. <laughs> this whole ship is covered in some sort of grease, and we got a trail of it running down the mountain. What if we just gave it a big push and let it start sliding down the ramp. mountain faster and faster? Big ramp. Big ramp. Yeah. Well, we're going to kill everything in the path. I think we already did that. I mean, it came up this way, so it's already destroyed all the trees and everything in the way. Braddock has a hand to her chin. She's thinking, now that's a good point. Why would this grease be here? She goes in and starts investigating, and someone else can investigate too if they want. Yeah, I'll pop an investigation off. That's a, that's an eight. I'll, I'll roll for Braddock. I'll make it fair. All right, she looks over and says, this must have been some kind of mechanism to help save the ship in the event of a crash. Must have released this when it landed on impact, and that's what it let it slide this far without taking any damage. Mm, that would make sense. I was wondering why there weren't more like holes in the hole of the ship. Uh, I, I don't know how safe it'll be to do something like that, although I got to admit there's a certain amount of appeal to riding a ship down a mountain. Well, I can always add a little bit more grease if we need it to slide a little better. Oh, he's great at that. Did you? Yeah, you were there. You saw him do it. The, the grease thing? The tactical grease. Tactical grease. So, Braddock, what do you need from us? Can we go forage for materials? Can we start building a ramp? Thrasher, I think we got three problems, right? The wing, the engine, and the... What was the third one? The ramp? Ramp slash giant slingshot problem. The wing seems fairly easy. Maybe some of our hostages that we... Some some of our friends that we saved could go back to the... (laughs) Go back... To that cage not made of metal, the bamboo one, and get and get some supplies from that. Dismantle that to help repair the wing. It's still morning, right? Yeah, yeah. Are there any, you know, groups of people eating breakfast? Uh, yeah, I mean, the, the people haven't really, really chosen to move off. It hasn't been too long in the day. So, yeah, there's, there's people nearby. I point at any random group of, like, five to ten dudes. You guys, go. Get, get all the stuff from the, the cage. There's the metal cage, too. If we need stronger supports, we may be able to take that one. Go apart. get that stuff, too. Tear it apart. Bring them here. Uh, what, what, what for? Go! They wordlessly walk away. Jesus. <laughs> it's villains. They Charlie Brown. They Charlie Brown walk away. It's called delegating. So, so Braddock, what kind of engine is this? Is it some sort of arcane one, or does it seem to be powered by fire? Uh, it's... It's definitely magic, whatever it is. You should probably come take a look. Okay. Yeah, I can come check it out and see if there's, if I may have any ideas. All right. So now quick question. I know, and this was a while ago, but the, there was that sheer like cliff drop off. Yeah. Yeah. That we climbed up in the first episode. Mm -hmm. And right from there, you had mentioned the trees were kind of broken right after that. Could we get the ship slid all the way down to that to where we wouldn't need a ramp? I mean, what you think and what will happen are... Well, I, I didn't know, like, or is it that just way too far away kind of thing? Yeah, what's the scale? Trying to build a ramp is going to be difficult, but if we could just get it to that cliff and 
yeah if you if you got ideas then i'm willing to hear them and if you're using stuff that i've mentioned before then that's great so okay i'm not gonna hold it take any idea off the table okay can we get a quick like a description of the the terrain like an overhead view all right so if you remember you're in this section of forest here that's almost completely destroyed the ground is more ash than dirt at this point having been covered by collapsed trees and dead brush as a result there's also very little wildlife still living up here so the area is honestly relatively clear as far as that's concerned but further down the mountain you can still see trees but you do have a good sight of the the surrounding terrain so we're on the peak of a mountain right that's right. The ship slid from maybe approximately two-thirds of the way down the mountain to this point. Oh, wow. So long way. And there's grease all the way down to there? Yeah. Okay. And can we see the end of the grease line? So you couldn't see it from the bottom, but yes, you can see it from the top. And what's at the bottom of that? Right. What's just past the grease line? It's near where the line is where, you know, everything was basically just dead where that area started, but all the trees are broken and shattered in the area where you imagine the impact occurred. It's otherwise pretty thickly forested on either side with just scattered patches of dead trees and brush. Okay, so no drop off after it or anything like that. I mean, there's there's arguably drop offs everywhere, probably. It's just a matter of angles. Some geometry. Okay. All right, Knox, look, if we can't get this thing running, then there's not even any reason to have a route. So why don't we go take a look at that engine? Yeah, I, I agree. I think we need to check that out first because that'll, that'll help us get speed either way. If we need a ramp, if we need to drop off, we can figure that part out next. Nice. Laura, lead the way. <laughs> that good old Laura Bridget. Are you doing that on purpose at this point? All right, so I guess we head to the engine. All right, she takes you to towards the, the back of the ship. She opens a door and then climbs through and points to a hatch that would go into the belly of the ship. All right. I guess I uh, open that hatch up and uh, go on through. She has to probably give you uppies to get up there. I'm used to it. Thanks. Thanks, Braddock. I uh, always need a little hand, but don't let Thrasher see it. And you guys all climb in there. It sounds like Demrock you're coming to. Yeah, I want to check out this engine. Come into the room. It's lit by torches that burn with a bright blue light along the walls. The torches should be burning the surrounding wood. You see that there's no burn marks at all. And if you get close at all, you find that they don't shed any heat whatsoever. Hmm. But let's talk about what's in the center of the room. This thing, whatever it is, looks like a perfect sphere of metal. Its sheen has a mercury-like cast to it that while reflective, you get a strange sense of depth as you gaze into its reflection. Connected to the bottom are three narrow tubes which serve as a stand made of the same material which flow into the ground, uh, into the floorboards of the wooden ship before branching off in spider-like patterns throughout the frame of the ship. From the outside, it gives the impression of the veins of a leaf. In addition to that, at the base of each of the wooden legs, a metal pole rises three feet into the air. It's perfectly cylindrical and smooth to the touch. Uh, I want to walk up and put my both my hands on this thing and see how smooth it feels. Place your hand on it, and it's quite cold to the touch, but you feel like a, a strange sense of feedback for a moment from the pressure from your hand touching it, almost like it vibrates lightly for a moment. Mmm, nice humming. I want to put my like ear to it and give a little tink-tink, a little knock with my knuckles. You give it a rap, 
And as you strike it, you feel it take on a sharp tension for just a moment, and you hear a, a subtle hum. It almost stretches into the floorboards around you before fading into the background. You can see a visible vibration in each of the three poles that surrounds this metal sphere. Could you guys hear that? Did you see that? Yeah, that, that thing was, was kind of weird how it vibrated through like that. Is there any kind of opening or panel on that thing? Or is it just enclosed? So it seems almost perfectly enclosed, but you do see that there's actually a very thin seam that runs around the circumference of the sphere. Almost like it was originally two pieces that were bound together. Right. Okay. So it's not like a furnace that would have a door where you would put coal or anything in. No, it doesn't seem like it. But if I didn't give that impression properly, now that I've described it, you can see on the deck of the ship, those metal poles, they thin out and spread along the entirety of the framework of the ship. And when I describe those little, those vein-like, leaf veiny-like decorations on the outside of the ship, that's also an extension of that. Hmm. So I wonder if maybe it has something to do with maybe magic being cast on this thing, spreading it all throughout the ship. Or something. It doesn't appear to be any kind of fuel source, but it seems to travel throughout the whole ship, whatever it is. Maybe it kind of amplifies whatever you do to it. That's kind of what I'm thinking. Hmm. Do you got you got anything you can try? Um. Let me see. Why don't we? I don't really have anything that's going to help us get off the ground. You know what? Let, question here. Does it look like? Or I'm trying to piece it together. Does it look like that may have been how the grease got put all over the ship? Like, does it, all the pipes running out? No, and I wouldn't say that they're pipes. You're not okay. even sure if they're hollow. Okay. At any point where they narrow to very thin, it's just, there's no, you know, valve or anything like that at the end. Okay. Can you open it? The sphere? Yeah. I mean, up to you guys to determine what's possible. I'm not down there. I'm just saying, can you guys open it? Hmm. If you don't have a spell, maybe something different. There's a seam running around the center here. Maybe we have to put something inside? Well, we could try to prop it open and see. I don't think we want to pull too hard. But yeah, let's each grab a side and see if it's meant to pull apart. All right, on the count of three. Three? One. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what are you using? Your fingers here? Uh, yeah, just kind of grabbing a hold of it. Or grab a pipe that's connected to it or something. So the seam is definitely too thin for you to get a finger or something like that into it maybe we twist you hug one side i'll hug the other and then we twist in the opposite direction all right i'm on it i imagine nox's feet aren't even touching the ground <laughs> yeah. braddock can you help nox we're gonna do a hug spin thing okay i'm not sure how good of an idea this is but let's give it a shot all right we hug it <laughs> and then we twist roll a strength check 19 minus 1 18 18 and braddock got an 18 as well so try as you might, you find that your hands just slip across the surface. You're unable to get a firm grasp on it. You do feel like you gave it a good twist, but this thing is either well-made or it wasn't meant to be opened like that anyway. Stupid uh, thing, and I strike it with my fist pretty hard. And as you strike it again, you feel a sharp tension in the air, a buzzing sensation that fills everything around you. You feel it beating against your eardrums before it resolves into a low hum which spreads throughout the entirety of the ship. Those who are stand on the deck feel a sharp vibration filling the ship for moments before it resolves to a low hum that fades into the background. 
What? It? it sounds like a tuning fork, Demarok. Uh, whoa, that was actually kind of... Yeah, maybe it's that new sound I've been looking for. And I just start giving like a real good uh, beat and take both my hands. Just run a little drum beat on it. Yeah, you just start beating on it. Yeah, I love the way it feels. It's like feedback from a really loud amp. It's like a hang drum. Yeah. All right, so you start beating on it. You start to hear the ship creak and crack as boards start to splinter in spots around you. I stop immediately. And like I said before, it just, you know, goes into a low hum and then fades. Okay, okay. That That was too much. That was a lot. That was a lot. Let me take a look at it and see if I can figure anything out. Okay. Could I roll like an arcana check or investigation on this? Yeah. Let's do arcana. Oh, that's a nat 20. So that's a 25 on arcana. Wow. Nice. I found the keys over here. (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. He checked under the sun visor. 25 is really good. So I'd like to give you a pretty thorough description here. So this tells you a number of things. I'm going to describe it as some intuition here. So you feel that it's likely that this is exactly what moves the ship. And the second thing you realize is those sails probably don't do anything. <laughs> Whatever this is, the reason it runs through the ship like a framework is because it's what's moving the ship. Somehow this metal is what flies the ship. The wings, you can't imagine why they would even help with directing the ship. It kind of bears maybe resemblance to something like an immovable rod in terms of the magic you sense from it. Perhaps what it really needs is like a good strong hit, something that will resonate really strongly for a long while. Okay. I almost hit it with a booming blade too. Something that'll keep it going. That's what I was thinking. Uh, so, Demi, I think you had the right idea. I think this is what's powering the ship, and I think those vibrations are going to do it. I think we just got to hit it a little harder. But when I hit it harder, it started breaking everything. Yeah, but I think, you know, you kind of kept playing on it. I think one hit. Mm. There's only one way to find out. A power cord. And also, if if I describe something like that, and you feel like you've got a good spin on it to describe how you know it, mm-hmm. I'm going to just accept it. I was thinking, like, did you see this back at the university ever, or? Well, I only saw it. Those vibrations are the only thing that have changed it. I mean, nothing goes into this thing. There's no openings. There's no way to get it open. I mean, the only thing that we can do at this point is is give it a good hit. And if that's what's controlling it, then we may not have any issues with the wing. Well, sir, Lord of the Boom Boom, I mean, why don't you do do us the honors? Do you think we need to let everybody know, or should we just uh, give it a whack? We're on the same page. Maybe we should get everybody on the ship first. Yeah. I was about to laugh so hard if you just smacked it. Y'all go in the cave, get some material, and come back. (laughs) Ship's just gone. (laughs) See ya, losers. (laughs) Hey, Demi, so why don't we plan on on getting back up on top of the deck and maybe get everyone back on the ship before we try hitting this thing? Yeah, let's go tell Thrasher about this cool ball. Who's going to love it? Yeah, I mean, it needs a, a nice, solid hit, so he may be the man for the job. I like it. We head to the top of the ship and reconnect with Thrash and Copes. Hey, guys, I think we may have this engine situation figured out. Yeah, we're just going to hit it real hard. What was that crazy noise and it was the whole ship was shaking, bros? It was pretty wild up here. Pretty gnarly. There's some sort of metal circular or spherical contraption down there. And when you hit it, the vibrations run through the whole ship. 
That um, makes sense. I bet if you hit it really hard. Yeah, that was my first thought right away. I saw that and I was like, it's a big tuning fork. We just got to hit it harder. It makes sense that you would know that. Yeah. Thrash, do you know anybody who could hit something really hard? Uh, and I, I start looking around at the crowd, see if there's any big strong boys. No, Thrash, I, I meant maybe you. Oh, yeah, man. I, <laughs> oh, I hit stuff a lot. Yeah. I saw you headbutt a tree 60 times. This should be no problem. Oh, so you don't need Hans anymore? Guy walks up. <laughs> Hans, what have we told you? Take your beautiful body and get back in line. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> we have him give us a push and then just goodbye. <laughs> Hans, get off the ship. I'll be out here in the forest if you need me. <laughs> oh my god, I think I just figured out what my next character is going to sound like. Yes, please. Thrasher's just king of the mountain. <laughs> Leave Thrasher here. You're Hans now. <laughs> so I don't think... This is a job for Hans. <laughs> Hans, keep it down over there. We're trying to make a plan. Sorry, I didn't mean to be both loud, Stitch, German, Hans. and weird. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys. Well, I don't think that broken wing is going to be a problem. I think this engine is what powers it. In terms of launching it, I don't know. I think we should hit it and see what happens. God, I was feeling so good about this. Now I just realized we're all going to strap in this ship and then just hit it real hard. I've always been uh, attuned to just hitting it and see what happens. Are we still building a big ramp? Guys, there's a one more problem. The ship is completely nosed down into the dirt. I don't know if the ship will survive if we try to fly it while it's like that. Well, where's your sense of adventure? Yeah, do you have a, like a shovel or... You got some magic, right? You have a way to, like, lift it or something like that? I can only lift something up to 500 pounds, bro. Wow, that's a good overhead press. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't think I have anything to lift it. We could all just climb to the top of the ship and see if it just rocks. Yeah, get everybody on one end? Yeah. Well, I I have another idea, but I don't know. I could, uh, I could shrink the ship down to half its size. Yes. Yes, I like it. Can you? Yeah, I mean, the same magic that I used on Thrasher can go the other way, too, so... Giant Thrash, tiny ship. Giant Thrash, (laughs) tiny ship. (laughs) I don't know if that's going to get us out of the hole here. Huh. Yeah, I don't even see a limit on the size of the thing. No, there's no limit. (laughs) Seems wild. Yeah, specifically, it doesn't list any kind of limitation there. It's just one object here. I think if it was half the size, we could probably all pick it up. It would make its weight eight times less, or one eight. Then we might be able to at least try to push it or or something. Maybe, maybe Braddock, I know you built that wall. Maybe you could try to build something under it to prop it up while it's smaller, and then when it, it grows back, it could it be... Knox. Yeah. Knox. Yes. Less talky, more casty. Oh, I, I can only do this so many times. I want to make sure we're ready. I'm ready. Go. I'm ready, bro. All right. Are we staying on the ship? Are y'all going to try to move it from the, up there, or do we want everybody pushing from the bottom? Get Hans over here. Okay. <laughs> Hans, come on. You're coming with me. We're all going to the... What do you need, bros? No, we can't use Hans. His muscles are too precious. Yes, they are nice and shiny. You stand over there and glisten. <laughs> 
Hans, yeah, he just gets nat 20s on every strength check. <laughs> Which is why we cannot use his force for good or evil. He's too powerful. He's like, I could just pick up the ship and carry it for y'all if you need. I am simply Hans. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing. If we push, are we going to be able to push and get back on? No, we got to push to lay it down. It'll go back to full size. We just need to get it out of the hole. Yeah. Or what you said, it's it's nose down. What do you mean? Like in the dirt? Yeah. It's probably about a third of the way buried in the dirt. Like Okay. Bow down, stern up. You know, it clearly crashed, slid, and then, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm pretty sure the way the magic works, if I just cast it on the back of the ship, the front half will shrink towards the back, and then it'll just plop right out of the ground. <laughs> I'm not going to ask the DM. I'm just going to go with it. Cast away, brother. All right. Nox is going to walk to the back <laughs> edge of the ship. He's still, I guess, everybody on the back of the ship? Try to teeter it out of here, if not? Yeah, yeah, I'll come join you. I'm up there. Everybody stand on the back of the ship and uh, get ready, because we're about to get real close out here. Uh, and he is going to grab the railing on the back and cast Reduce. So the size is halved in all dimensions, and the weight is reduced to one-eighth. All right, so give me, give me a description of what it looks like when you cast that spell. Like, what's the visual of the spell itself? Okay, so as he kind of walks to the back edge of the ship and grabs... Actually, what he's going to do is he's going to reach down and grab one of the... Or put his hand on one of those metal pipes that runs all the way through the ship. Uh, And as the magic, his hands kind of glow with a yellow light. And that light starts going in and starts resonating with those metal pipes. And that it kind of brings a little bit of a hum as that magic spreads throughout the whole ship. And suddenly the deck starts getting a little bit smaller and smaller as the ship starts to shrink. Do you say something cool like shrinkity dinkity? No. No. No, he just does it in stoic silence. Stoic silence. So you you see the, the ship start to comically shrink in different proportions, almost like a cartoon. Small parts of the ship, one at a time shrink until the entire ship has shrunken in size you feel something strange though as you cast the spell it's like normally when you cast a spell you feel you know you conjure the magics in your mind by making the recitations and drawing the symbols in the air you know moving your hands a certain way and the magic it it's either comes from you or you pull it to you and then you push it out in this fashion in the fashion you're designing to you feel something, it's almost like it presses back into you. And you feel like a strange sensation as you do so. The spell casting still occurs as normal, but you feel like something pushed back for just a moment. Hmm. What do we see? The other three of you, I need you to roll perception checks real quick. Not 20. Uh, 14 for Coates. So Thrasher, you're, you know, you're not sure for a second, but it looks like Knox is a little shorter. <laughs> oh my god. Oh. <laughs> what? Whoa. Maybe a, a couple inches shorter, which is a significant proportion. <laughs> right, yeah. That's a lot, Brent. <laughs> hey, Knox, I feel like usually you come up to, like, you know, almost my waist, and I feel like you come up a little less high than that right now. It must be. Oh, the large effect I casted on you. It's probably wearing off. You're, you're still a little bigger. It, it'll go away. I, I promise. I didn't do anything to you. I, I, don't, I don't think that's it, man. What, what, what do you mean? You look shorter. What do you mean look shorter? I can't handle that. 
You trip over your robe a little bit when you step, because now it goes a little bit past your feet. No, Thrasher, what happened to me? You're the magic man. What'd you do? I, I, I don't know. It wasn't supposed to go that way. Something felt wrong. Like the magic pushed back against me a little bit. Is there like a anti-magic goo on the ship? Oh, I could probably ask Copes to... Is, is that how anti-magic goo works? How long does this last? <laughs> is it in goo form? Because shouldn't we be doing something? Uh, it, it's only a minute. Let's get the ship out. We only have a little bit of time, and then we'll figure out what happened. All right, so we all try to pick up the ship. Heave. Oh. Oh, damn it. <laughs> try to try it again. I'll, heave, I'll give you. Heave. <laughs> Let's just uh, roll. You're probably going to succeed. We'll just roll to see who blows their back out. Not one. There it is. There it is. Yep, there it is. <laughs> what are we doing, strength? What are we rolling? What are we rolling? A strength. Dimrock just knows he's about to flip this thing. He sees it get tiny and runs up to the bow and says, Back up, Hans. <laughs> I've got this. And he goes, Hurr! And then he reaches down and grabs the bow of the ship, jerks and twists with all his might as he lifts up with his back. Lift with your back, not with your knees. Copes rolled a 17 on a strength check. That's a 14 for you, boy. Knox is just trying to grow. Yeah. All right. So the three of you really managed to heave the ship. It's quite heavy still. Weight divided by eight, though. But you're able to at least start sliding it out of the hole. Oh, Oh! please, somebody help me. I'll grab my arms and pull me out. I do. Hans, pull him out of there. No, not Hans. No, get away from me. Hans will help. He walks up and does a yank on one arm and you just hear every vertebra just crack <laughs> as your your back is pulled perfectly back into place. Oh my god, you did so good. <laughs> no roll needed for Hans. <laughs> Guys, you got about 10 seconds before the ship doubles in size, so you may want to move. Anytime, bro. Gotta go. Oh, I hate you so much. He just runs off into the forest. <laughs> You'll never see me again. <laughs> oh, thank god. <laughs> He's going to get such a huge following on Twitter. <laughs> and I start to scramble away from the ship as it gets ready to re-enlarge. All right. With a, a furious thump, the air just pushes back against you as the ship spontaneously begins to pop back into normal size one piece at a time, just like before. You see that the front of the ship must have had some kind of majestic figurehead at one point, but it's been snapped off entirely. I want to go look for that. I do, too. Did you also have that immediate thought? Yes, yes, yes. I start digging furiously. You guys dig for a few moments, you find it. It looks like it was the, the head of a, a phoenix. The beak is broken a little bit, but you can see what must have been feathers and the eyes of a bird of prey. Looks like it was a pretty fierce-looking fierce looking thing. What are the eyes? Are they like gems? Or are they... Yeah, they're they're rubies or something. Oh, I take them. <laughs> I take them. <laughs> I'm, I am standing there with you. Yeah, well, you can have one. Thank you. You didn't think to ask, though. That's true, but thanks for the ruby. Hey, Braddock, do you know any kind of magic that could uh, put that together? Put it back on the ship? I mean, if we're going to have a ship, we may as well have a good-looking ship. I got some tape. Uh, sure. Uh, if we're going to be taking off today, I have some things I want to gather from the lab. And I want to go back to that cave and collect some pieces of Jimothy. 
Oh my god, you should have done that before this episode started. <laughs> it's been three weeks, Braddock. <laughs> I'd like to just point out that in my inventory, I already had two rubies, so now I have three. <laughs> Alright, Braddock, well, hurry, hurry up and do that. I'm going to get everybody else on the ship and get ready to kick off. Are we ready to send this thing into the sky today, Braddock, or does it need a few more repairs? Uh, I'll give it a quick look over, but the hull seems to be in good shape. I'm a little worried about takeoff. Like I said, I'm not sure if this thing was it was on the ground initially, but uh, I can't think of another way to get it like really off the ground before we start flying it, so we'll just have to hope for the best if we're going to give this a shot. Yeah, there's no other way down the mountain. We have to fly this ship off. We could never walk down it. We can try to give it a push. I mean, we could set up some of the bamboo and steel poles and try to get it pushing on there like they would do with real ships in the real world that I don't know about, but... Well, I was thinking we lay some of the same of the poles out front as like rollers. Exactly. And we could get it started. And then once it catches on some of that grease, it may start sliding. Now, Brad, you built that wall back in the cave. You had some sort of magic. Could you do some sort of ramp like that? I never thought of using it that way. Uh, it probably it probably only lasts for one go. But oh, yeah, because we're definitely going to get two shots. Yeah. At this. <laughs> <laughs> it's either going to work or we'll all be dead anyway. So. Oh, it'd be like Fortnite. You could build the ramps in front of us as we're going down. I never played that game. I'll go ahead and head down to head down to my shop. I'll bring a couple of guys with me. There's going to be some stuff that I want to carry back. The people that Thrasher commanded to go gather materials start coming back with all of the bamboo poles and materials that they've taken from the cave. And what, what are you going to have them do? You're going to have Braddock use that stuff to farm this thing up? Yeah, some of that for that, and then if we could use some of them like rollers to get it started moving. We already got grease, don't we? That's true. Yeah, grease the rollers. That's what they do. We have extra grease. We have lots of grease. How many pork rinds you got over there, Noxy boy? Greasy rollers are my favorite snack from Quick Trip. They're so good. <laughs> I'll be back in about 10 minutes, y'all. Yeah. I need to go get some greasy rollers. <laughs> okay, so Braddock's going to grab that. Why don't I go out there and try to... Add some grease to the front of the ship right before we get ready to push it off. Is there anything else that we need to do? I think we're just about ready. I think, Thrash, you could be in charge of uh, starting this engine up once we push it. I'm going to write a note to my loved ones and just leave it here just in case. Y'all want me to You want me to write one for you guys? No looking back, only moving forward and up, mostly up. To whom it may concern. No, that's too personal. Hey, yo. Good enough. Got it. Hey, Thrash, can you do me a favor real quick before we get going? No. I mean, okay. yeah, what? <laughs> Come over here. Knox is going to find a wall, some sort of wall that's taller than him, and he's going to stand up next to it. Hey, can you mark <laughs> on this wall how tall I am? Because I need to see if this is going to come back. That's a good question. Did he revert to his size when the ship did? No, he did not. Son of oh a gun. <laughs> yeah, hold still. I pull my axe out. And, uh, <laughs> pull it back like a baseball swing. <laughs> I trust you. Oh, God. I do a chop right above his head. The mark. Yeah, just don't roll a one. I won't. I'm <laughs> just kidding. No, roll it. Roll it. Hang on. Roll it. All right, that's an 11 plus... That's fine, yeah. not Just not a one. Four. No, 15. You cut 15 inches off. No. <laughs> 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 All right, but yeah, so you know you have not returned to your original size yet. Before too long, you see Braddock and the two people she brought with her coming back with some things. 
mostly various sets of tools, beakers, things like that, parts of an alchemy set. She also brings back some of the Jimothy parts that she salvaged after the battle, like the giant metal hand on a winch and the pouch-like flamethrower device. And she um, gets help loading it all onto the ship. Did she bring the water skin as well? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's the flamethrower-like device. Oh, okay. Hans is just carrying seven crates worth of stuff by himself. Not because we need to load it, he's just doing that. Yeah. He didn't want anybody else to have to work. She asks for just a minute longer as she starts mixing up a familiar concoction that you've seen her mix up before. She pulls out a pouch of that familiar herb that you saw previously, Spellbane. I actually grow this around my cabin. But don't tell the cops. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I sheepishly, I got that joint of the mm-hmm. of the spell bane tucked behind my ear. Oh, I forgot. Yeah. I tuck it away a little further into my cap, just trying to hide it. She mixes up a, a dose for each of you, a dose that you take, not that you throw on somebody else. So this is for like right before we go down and die, we just sip this and then... Yeah, I figured it's for the best if we... Uh, I mean, I only have enough for six or yeah, five of these. I was kidding. I only have enough for five, so it was really just for... Us foreign Hans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just for us. But I figured if we're going to explode in some magical explosion or something like that, like has happened a number of times already, that uh, it'd probably be for the best that we all take a dose of this before we fly off in the ship. All right, guys, are we uh, are we ready to go then? Yeah, I, t- I take my vial and I, I turn to the boys. I say, hey, you know, just like this the whole thing started, it's going to end with a drink. I hold mine up. Salute. I hold mine up, but I can't reach anybody else's. We all been down extra low. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, bro. I appreciate it. And right, I tap mine on the deck rail. Bottoms up and the devil laughs. <laughs>, <laughs> what was that from? Uh, that was the, the old lady who was talking about how monster energy drinks are evil. Oh, that's right. I couldn't remember. A <laughs> uh, couple things. Is there a steering wheel? I did say there was, but it could be purely aesthetic. So I did forget to explain what that looked like. Uh, yeah, there is a steering wheel. I'll say it in character. There is one right over here. She gestures towards the the bow of the ship, right close to the front. You see that there are a pair of metal poles sticking out, like a pair of antenna that have two handles, a handle at the top, that are clearly meant to be grips. They almost look like uh, like skiers poles, almost. And what what are skiers? Skiers are a uh, an ancient race of people that live on the mountaintop. The skiers. Mm. Yeah, but they go down the mountain on their incredibly flat, long feet. On one long foot. One long foot, and they direct themselves with these poles that they carry. Oh, thank you for the information. You already knew that. When you grab a hold of it, you feel it's almost like set onto a ball bearing. You feel it move. So it's not just side to side. It's got 3D movement. That seems like an easy thing to, to steer, probably. Or, or should I make it an Xbox controller? <laughs> There's a plug for a controller, but we it must have gotten lost in the crash. I've played a ton of Golden Tea. I got this. <laughs> <laughs> so Thrash can take care of the engine. I had an idea. I don't know how you feel about this, Demi. We're going to need some way to get this whole ship started. That little bomb you got in your pocket may be a good way to give it a push. Yeah, let's just blow up the back of the ship. 
I mean, the thing hit the ground. It's tough. It's not going to get blown up by it. But if we set that thing behind the ship, I mean, it threw me like a missile. No, you're not getting rid of my bomb. This is my bomb. I'm keeping it. All right. Well, don't stand anywhere near me because if the ship goes down, the last thing I need to be dealing with is an explosion on the ground. All right. I don't, still don't know where you want to blow the ship up. Well, we need a way to get it pushed. We got to get it started some way. Isn't that what Thrash is doing? We don't know if it makes it go forward. Yeah, if your idea is to slide it down a little bit to get it started, then something's got to start that process. Hey, Hans, can you go get a bomb for us? (laughs) Oh, someone say my name. (laughs) Knox, look, you keep almost dying, and I think it's from bad ideas. I think the bomb is... I think we should try pushing it first. That's fine. And maybe... I don't have any good ideas, guys. I'll be at the front of the ship. I'll make sure we have grease to at least get it going once it's started. Who's going to steer the thing? I'll steer it, bros. Okay, I like your confidence, Copes. Yeah. All right, here we go. Captain Copes. I run over. You just grab a hold and start moving it side to side. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm totally getting it, bros. I get this. I understand. What happens when he does that? Uh, nothing happens when he does it. It just moves back and forth. I'm getting it, though. Okay, I, I've got a new idea then. I know how we can get the ship going. Braddock, you think you could fasten that winch either on the front of the ship or onto my backpack and I can stand there like a deep sea fisherman and we'll hook that thing onto something and try to pull the whole ship? I wouldn't do like that hook to you, bro. Yeah, maybe hook it to the ship. Well, I I really want to keep it. But if we hitch it on the front of the ship, maybe we can get that thing to pull us a little bit. That's not a bad idea. I like that. And don't worry, friend Knox. I brought this specifically for you. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. I could always use an extra hand. I'll be able to reach the top shelf. So does that cover everything? Does that give us, in theory, a way to get this thing off the ground? Yeah, what should I do during the trip? Uh, I think everyone else should be maybe below deck. I don't know if this thing's going to go fast. I, maybe everyone who's on the, the deck of the ship flies off as soon as we start moving. We got rope. We'll tie ourselves together. Exactly what I was thinking. I tie myself to the steering wheel. <laughs> <laughs> Demi, you could, uh, I mean, you could be trying to watch out over us, guiding us, calling out to Copes where we need to go or not, and, and maybe helping give some encouragement. That's exactly what I was thinking, man. I'm just going to head up to the Copes nest and get a better view. Tie yourself down. Batten down the hatches. All right, so it sounds like that's what, what y'all are doing. Y'all are getting in your various positions, roping yourself in, settling yourself in. Braddock gets ready. She casts that spell that you saw previously and conjures a wall made from the materials. The ship has the poles and grease aligned underneath it, and it's ready to go. Can we say that um, we have a way to communicate, right? Some type of stones? Yeah, she gave you another sending stone to, for talking to her. Yeah. So Thrasher's got one, and I've got one to let him know what's going on up top. Perfect. All right, Thrasher, I think we got everybody in place. Everybody's tied themselves to the ship now. It's a new thing, but I think it's good. I guess if you want to count us down and just give it a big old swing, I think we're ready to go. Am I just hitting it once, or should I keep hitting it? I think we got to start with one swing, but it's got to be its got to be a real big swing. Thrash, swing for the fences. Okay, so we got to get the ship moving first. So we'll get the winch started. Once the ship starts sliding, I think Demi can call out to thrash when to hit the engine. I'll be ready when somebody tells me to hit. 
I will hit. So she finishes securing the winch to the hull of the ship. She takes aim with it. Would you like to do the honors, Knox? Oh, I would love nothing more than it. He walks up to the winch. He's going to toss a pork rind down right in front of the ship, which bursts into little pieces and a pile of grease forms right at the bow of the ship where it's going to get started. And he takes aim of the winch and fires it. It grabs hold. You hear the tension of the chains pulling, the metal creaking and groaning as the ship begins to inch forward little by little. All right, guys, here we go. There's no going back. There's only one way to go. It's up. All right, Thresher, I need you to get ready. Uh... He's just windmilling. Uh... <laughs> no, Thresher does not hardcore dance. He's <laughs> down there picking up the loose change. Starting the, <laughs> Starting the lawnmower. <laughs> All right, give us some action. Yeah, Copes braces his hand on the wheel. To the skies, bros. Ah, right, Captain. All right, hit it. Copes, can you see over me or am I blocking your view? No, it's it's fine, bro. I got a clear <laughs> clear sight. Thank you for riding with Copes here. We got clear skies ahead. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and give this thing a boom, boom swing and send us back to Ve- uh, Veltast. <laughs> I'm not from here. Let's go. Your emergency exits are going to be jumping off the right side of the ship or jumping off the left side of the ship. Snacks will be brought halfway through if we're not dead. Take a swing, Thrasher. Nobody told me to yet. All right, Thrasher. And three, two, one. Big swing. Oh, <laughs> yep, 15. That's as good as it gets. A 15? So what axe are you using here? My new one. Your new rusty axe? I love it. As you strike it, your mind is filled with a brief vision. Images swirl in your head of a show, of different shows. So many shows all at once. So they just flash through one after the other. The rest of you, you hear, it sounds like applause vibrating through the ship. Your stomach is filled with the sensation of falling as this buzzing just intensely fills the air around you resolving into a low hum which fades into the background. You take hold of the controls, Copes. Locked and loaded. Which way do you push the controls? Uh, up. Which way is that? Forward. So the ship takes a sharp turn downward and immediately begins grinding into the mountaintop. <laughs> All right, and then I jerk it back. <laughs> I wanted to hit the rails. Come on, Tyler, jerk it. Hurry, jerk it. <laughs> I'm jerking it. I'm jerking it. My mom's going to love that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks, Tyler's mom, for listening. No, I wanted to hit the grease in the rails to get us some extra speed. So you pull back sharply, and it's a good thing you tied yourself to the ship as the ship turns a near 90 degrees before launching upward into the air. You don't actually feel a sense of acceleration beyond that initial sensation of falling. You don't feel the air moving past you. It just feels like gravity is just shifted, and I assume you attempt to level it out. I do, yeah. I roll it forward a little bit. And the ship starts to, to level out. And I stop it when it planes, yeah. Yeah. You pull backward and the ship levels out. Like I said before, you don't even feel like the ship's moving. It just feels like you're standing on solid ground. And without pushing forward or backward in any capacity, you just feel the ship just hanging in the air. A light hum as though the ship shakes with anticipation. 
Thrash! Demi, tell him to hit it again! Crash, give us one more good swing, man. You got it. And then I do. And I get A. Oh. My. God. <laughs> Nine. Alright, so I need Copes to make a roll now. What kind? I'd say either intelligence or dexterity. I don't. I'm a goat. Yeah. We're the wrong person to drive the <laughs> ship. Ooh, that's a nine. As the second strike hits, you feel as though the controls try to wrench themselves from your grasp. You're thrown around as the ship begins tumbling in the air, spinning wildly. Oh my god. So I need everyone to just make probably a strength check. Yeah, yeah, pretty much everyone's going to be making a strength check to avoid being oh, tumbled no. around and... <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, Cobb's got a three. Knox got a ten. Nineteen. Demar got a seven. But I am tied in. We're all tied in. Okay, so Cope, so Copes and Knox fail. The other two of you manage to hold on as you lose all sense of direction as you're spun wildly around. The other two of you are slammed hard into a surface nearby either the railing or another person or something, you take both take 11 damage. Oh Ow, gosh. Oh to be fair, Aaron rolled less than... Yeah, I rolled a 7. Oh, I'm sorry. You, it's just as bad for you. It sucks so bad. You hit your teeth. <laughs> your teeth dig into the... But I was tied up. Yeah, so was I. So when you get thrown, you get thrown so wildly that it yanks around your midsection. Oh! It throws his back back out. Yeah. <laughs> and it looks like quite a, a number of the people inside the ship took some damage, too. Ugh. Not Hans, though. <laughs> no, Hans is safe on the ground. Oh, this is fun. <laughs> Hans is just flying like Superman next to the ship. Copes, what's going on, man? Uh, no, I'm trying to get control. You're not doing a good job. I know. I can see that. After about 10 seconds of spinning wildly, the, the hum that's filling the air dies down, and you're able to control it once again and pull it into a, a neutral position. All right, do we need one more swing? Would you like me to hit it again for no reason now that you've got it under control again? Or No, I think it's still moving, right? It's still just floating, right? Yeah, I assume you haven't tried anything else. But, I mean, is it floating or are we moving? It's just hanging right there. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. We got to... Coach, try pushing this stick forward, maybe. No, bro. We're not moving. We gotta get it going again. You can try. I tilt it forward just so slightly. It starts to take on a downward motion, and then it starts sliding forward. This is like Flappy Bird. Oh, no. Uh, Thank you for flying Constellation Airlines. Due to some turbulence, we had a little bit of a rough start, but we expect, due to the experience of our pilot and crew, a fully safe flight for the rest of your time here. We just super appreciate you flying with us, and uh, I'm sure nothing else bad will happen. To the skies. Hey, Demi, I may need you to write me that letter. I already mailed it, bro. <laughs> Air mail. <laughs> Demi, come in, Demi. Yeah, Demi here. What's up? Who's this? Uh, can, who, who do you think? <laughs> it sounds like Thresher. Can, can I come up now? Uh, no, just hang down there for a little while. Did anyone ask Braddock how we land? Oh. Well, yeah. Coming up next, how I land this motherfucker. <laughs> Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome aboard. 
Once you have located your seat, we ask you that you please step out of the aisle so the passengers behind you can pass you. This will expedite our boarding process. This is Captain Copes. We appreciate you joining us this week on Discount Heroes. If you could, go leave a like and a comment on your favorite streaming platforms if applicable and follow us at the DHCast on Twitter. We release new episodes and flights every Thursday and we appreciate your constant and continuing patronage. Peace out, bros. Ladies and gentlemen, in preparation for departure, please check to see that your seatbelts are securely fastened, your window shades are open, seatbacks are in the upright and locked position, your tray tables have been put away, all your carry-on items are securely sold. Underneath the seat in front of you, not blocked to yours or your neighbor's exit to the main aisle. All electronic devices, anything with an on and off switch needs to be powered off. And that includes cellular phones. Thank you.